At a time where a fourth major broadcast network was considered unthinkable, Fox emerged in 1986 and quickly established itself as the home for edgy programming absent from ABC, CBS, and NBC. The Tracy Ullman Show was one of the brightest spots in their comedy lineup and an opponent to NBC's long-standing Saturday Night Live. Focusing on the innovative sketch stylings of Tracy Ullman, the show provided a strong piece of brand identity for the up-and-coming network. Portland-born cartoonist Matt Groening was asked to compose a series of animated shorts for the show, focusing on the dysfunctional Simpson family. They were crude in their animation, feeling more as a live-action version of a comic strip rather than a solidified animated short. But the sketch's success was propelled by the lack of anything remotely competitive on the television landscape. With the popularity of the Simpsons' shorts growing, they were given a full series order in 1989. The first season of The Simpsons had heart, but was unremarkable at best. The episodes were scattered, and the voice actors didn't have a firm grip on what personalities they wanted to portray. Plotlines often focused on the dysfunctional family element, with each character's own particular weaknesses and internal quibbles being conquered by the family's collective love and support by episode's end, and in one case, their immense pain tolerance when handling electric shock therapy. Season one did set the stage for major character themes, including Homer's inadequacy as a father, husband, and employee, Lisa's genius and creativity, Bart's charisma in leading crowds and pulling off delinquent pranks, most notably with his crank calls to mow the bartender, and Marge's desire to break out of her routine homemaking lifestyle. Additionally important recurring characters, Mr. Burns, Principal Skinner, Krusty the Clown, and Bart's mortal enemy, Sideshow Bob, were birthed out of this season, but were just hollow versions of who they would later become. Season two took greater strides in storytelling, moving away from just the family dynamic into more character-centric tales. We cheered as Homer became a minor league baseball mascot in Dance and Homer, marveled at Bart's adaptation into an expert miniature golfer in Dead Putting Society, and praised Marge's masterful painting skills in Brush with Greatness. These episodes were formulaic, but willing to take more risks and explore beyond their boundaries. But season two was still not part of the golden era, as it was still grounded in a believable universe, with characters acting rational and level-headed in situations not too out of the ordinary. It isn't that hard to believe Homer's grotesque car design would bankrupt his half-brother Herb's auto business in Oh, Brother, Where Art Thou? His life was an unbridled success, until he found out he was a Simpson. Or that a living beetle would respond to Marge's repeating fan inquiries. Thanks for the fab painting of yours. I hung it on me wall. The celebrity guest roster was admirable, most notably in Danny DeVito's and Dustin Hoffman's respective portrayals of Homer's half-brother Herb Powell and Lisa's substitute teacher Mr. Bergstrom. But these guest voices weren't fully utilized to the best of their abilities. Season two took more leaps, but didn't break ground, still fundamentally unaware of what impact they would make on television. That rough patch would end when the King of Pop stopped by in the premiere episode of season three.